You are listening to the State Southward. Lawyer Usha Ramanathan has been one of the most vociferous voices against the unique identification authority of India's Aadhaar project. At a public talk hosted by the Center for Law and Policy Research in Bangalore, Ramanathan spoke about the numerous problematic facets of the biometric-based Aadhaar project. This five-part series highlights some of those arguments. The stated goal of UIDAI is to eliminate ghosts and fakes and deduplicate people. This it first said would be done on the basis of biometrics that are unique. But then the UIDAI's internal reports claim that demographic and environmental factors decide whether biometrics work or not. The authority then changed the narrative. You know when you go when you die as all of us hopefully will someday uh, and for those who died in this period they would be taken to the cremation ground or the graveyard and then they would be poised hung you know hanging in trishanku lokam till an aadhar is produced so the uid has to be brought so you run back home you look to see whether the person was enrolled or not because if they don't have a uid they didn't exist and if they didn't exist they couldn't have died and then if you go ahead in any case and cremate them or bury them you're going to be creating a ghost and what the uid project attempts to do is to put at rest all this idea of the ghost so there are three kinds of entities with which the uid project has been centrally involved and the first is of course ghosts it's to eradicate ghosts from every system the second is fakes so how many of you here actually have a uid it's okay don't feel too sheepish about it all of us have had to go through all kinds of problems so when you go and put your thumbprint and it doesn't work what does the machine tell you it tells you you're not you and if you are not you and you're claiming to be you what are you you're a fake right so that's the second category of uh, of entity because you're not person if you're a ghost you're certainly not a person if you're a fake and there is this other remarkable thing that this project has done which we are going to miss when it is gone and that is deduplication how many of you read calvin and hobbes you remember the duplicator that that calvin had the cardboard dabba which you keep this technology is as sophisticated so please don't think the uid technology is any less sophisticated than the cardboard dabba so you have the calvin can produce as many calvins as he wants and that's what's happened with our population do you really believe that our population is 1.3 billion no no can you count 1.3 billion around you plainly not so these are because we've all represented ourselves as duplicates and maybe triplicates and and as many number as we are able to find mine is a little hard to do because i have only my my name is a four letter word so i can't have too many ways in which i can find combinations where i can create new identities for myself but someone who has a name like tirunelle venkataswami govindarajan can create multiple identities for himself and it's to deduplicate all these people that you created this whole project which is what we're going to miss the most because if you deduplicate the whole population you'll actually know that the population of this country is about 1300 people and that's what this uid project would have helped us do 
How many of you here thought that the UID project, when they say the U is for unique, how many thought you, you, this uniqueness had to do with biometrics? Actually, many of us, I know I thought that unique was about biometrics and it's been the most flattering moment in my life. I don't know how many of you felt that. Many other people that I've gone and talked to have said, you know, this, uh, till this project came along, nobody was interested in knowing me. I would go and introduce myself to people, I would look for friends, I would look, you know, look for various, somebody who would talk to me, could be interested in me, nobody was interested in me. And then along comes this project which says, not only am I interested in you, I'm going to tell you something about yourself, and that is that you are unique. There's nobody else in the world like you. It's supremely flattering, right? What India? Because it's not just about India, anybody can come in and get themselves a UID number, so across the world. In fact, in a World Bank uh, uh, meeting that was held, Mr. Nilakani was asked by Mr. Kim Kim Jim of the World Bank, you've got, if you can get 1 billion people on a database, what's to stop you from getting 7 billion people on a database? And he hemmed and hawed for a bit, because it's embarrassing, no, to admit that you're trying to put the whole population on a database. So he hemmed and hawed for a bit. And then he turned around and said, yeah, well, technically you can. So imagine 7 billion unique beings in this universe and all of them human, not a single ghost or a duplicate. So it was a remarkable feat that they attempted to do by, and it was very flattering for us that we were seen as being unique. So we all, how were they going to produce that uniqueness? We all thought it had to do with, at least I think all of us thought at some time or the other, that it had to do with biometrics. That biometrics would uniquely identify each of us and that this UID was about uniquely identifying us through biometrics. Over the years, we realized that biometrics don't work the way they said it would. How did we know? Because they gave us reports. They made statements in those reports. They said in 2010, before they started the enrollment, they put out an invitation, a notice to a biometrics consultant and said, actually, you know what? NIST in the US said that it's demographic and environmental factors that decide whether biometrics will work or not and how it will work. So here we are not sure, we've never tried it here, we've certainly not tried it across any large population and it's not just here, nowhere in the developing world have we tried it. In that India is unique. We put in place a system where we are going to uniquely identify everyone, we are going to use their biometrics to deduplicate the whole population and we are going to do it without having tested it or found whether it will work or not. I think we owe ourselves, as a country, we owe ourselves some applause for this. It's very adventurous. It's called enterprise. It's also called outsourcing. It's also called foolishness, but that's okay. We can ignore that. It's also called huge irresponsibility. Maybe we won't ignore that. Maybe we will punish that and we'll find, you know, once the judgment is out, we'll have to start working on the kind of punishment structures that we think such acts of irresponsibility. You know, I'm just trying to look for a euphemism and I think irresponsibility works well as a euphemism. So we'll have to think about it there. So uniqueness was certainly not about biometrics. Then what was it about? And actually we had the answer in 2010. It's just that we didn't look carefully enough. It's, it's in a document authored by three people for the UIDAI who are working with the UIDAI and it's called UID, a numbering scheme. The uniqueness is about each person 
having one number and being able to be identified by that number. It had nothing to do with biometrics. Biometrics or not, we want each person to be uniquely identifiable by a number. It's a great thing when you have a population and I mean, I have a really bad name. In my class, I had Arusha, Keusha, Esusha and one more who I've even forgotten. So you don't want this, you know, names like this and especially when they're four-letter words. But the point is, so if you, they were very careful, they did not give four-digit numbers. They gave 12-digit numbers, which is actually four, you know, four letters into three, four numbers into three. So it's thrice as bad as my name is. But then they at least made it 12 numbers. And that's the place from where we find this whole thing starts, where they want to number every person. Thanks for listening to this Southward podcast. For more news, cultural trends and ideas, visit us at southward.thestate.news. You can listen to all our podcasts on Stitcher, TuneIn and iTunes. Search for Southward. That's S-O-U-T-H-W-O-R-D. Thank <laughs> you.